This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi everyone, it's Alice, your host of Weekly Woman presented by Jubilance for PMS. This month we're focusing in on menstruation as a women's health company and we talk to women from all over the globe about periods and how they're educated about women's health in differing ways. This week on the podcast, I'm talking with Dami, who is the youth ambassador to Nigeria and has helped a startling 100,000 women in her country to understand their periods. Dami actually came from a background like the women she educates, where she didn't know what was happening when she first started her period. She thought she was instantly pregnant when she didn't even have sex and shares how the stress about her period and thoughts of pregnancy drove her to anorexia. Dami has since conquered that and found out the truth for herself and is now helping other women throughout the country know that sex isn't the solution for stopping period cramps, men touching girls with a hug won't result in pregnancy, and that it's important to understand menstrual hygiene. Dami started the Royal Gym Initiative to better prepare women in Nigeria with the knowledge they need to know that periods are normal and natural, and has plans to take over all of Africa with her menstrual education. Dami is a boss babe, and I can't wait for you to hear her story after this commercial break. We have a special coupon just for you, our listeners of the podcast. You can get your first bottle of Jubilance for PMS for only $19.95 when you subscribe with the code WEEKLYWOMAN, no space. If you're ready to stop feeling anxious and irritable before your period, give it a try. Again, the code is WEEKLYWOMAN with no space for the promo code. And head over to Jubilance.com and try it now. I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Amazing. Now, can you tell us where you're calling in from? Okay. I'm calling from Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos, Nigeria. Amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. What's your favorite part about Nigeria? Hmm. I like the fact that um, I just like our youths. I like Nigerian youths. We are energetic. We are consistent. We are we are enterprising. Um, and again, I like the food. Mm. I like the food. We have varieties of food. Like we have a whole lot. Like you will hear us with the old Nigeria jollof, trying to argue with Ghana jollof. As in, I don't know if you had a taste of that. Yes, jollof is so good. I guess with the Nigerian to give you some jollof. Then I met someone some um some days ago, and he was talking about our pepper soup. Oh no, that is heaven on earth. It's like pepper soup is amazing. So you should try to get pepper soup one of these days if you have not. Yeah. Okay, I will definitely try some pepper soup. <laughs> that sounds no so good. <laughs> amazing. And what is your favorite thing to do um, outside of work? Okay, I I enjoy baking. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy writing. I do a whole lot of freelance writing sometimes. Huh. Um, then um, COVID period helped me with um, YouTube. I, I started watching a whole lot of YouTube videos during COVID and um, and I did more food um, um, food pages, pages that had food, different kinds of foodstuffs. I tried them at home, baking, any channel that has to do with baking, cooking, 
then I love to sing. So, but I don't have a good voice. I only have a good voice in the bedroom. So you would always hear me do that. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not, if I'm not out there volunteering or doing something for the girl child or advocating for something, I would always be at home, either watching cook, um, food channels, mm-hmm. either singing or bonding with my family. Basically, that's what I will be doing. Oh, that's nice. And you kind of mentioned yeah. a little bit that you're volunteering. Can you talk about being a Youth Alliance ambassador for your country? Wow, that's that. I would say that's a lot. Like, um, because at first I didn't see it coming. You know, that point where you just, you're into the work. And um, at some point I felt whatever it was I was doing, people were not seeing it. I wasn't getting the visibility, but you know, the thing about you not doing things because of people, you doing it because you want to make a change. You want to be global impact and all. And, and about the passion. Yeah, it was also the passion that was keeping me awake. So um, having to wake up one morning and getting this phone call that um, whatever it is you're doing is being recognized and um, Lagos State has um, recognized as one of the people that are doing this and oh yeah <laughs> wow that was great but I actually thought it was just um, something ceremonial I didn't know it came with more and more work you know that point where <laughs> you know you don't need to let you don't want to let people down and you keep working you just know that people are there looking at you people are looking up to you then when people um like the advocacy I do that has to do with girl child period poverty so when girls now even realize that there's one lady up there that is doing all of this then your phone starts to buzz morning afternoon night i need this i need this i want you to do this so at first i thought it was coming with the old serene like oh but it came with a whole lot of work more and more and more and to be honest i would say it has helped me because it has helped me plan myself better it has helped me with um, more consistency and um then some there are some times that i would always want to just let go of the old thing. Like probably sometimes I just like, I'm tired. Why am I even doing this thing? And sometimes even the people you're trying to reach out to, they will get you frustrated. But now I just know that I can't stop because I just cannot stop right now. Like really. So I'll say being a Lagos State Youth Ambassador, SDG Youth Ambassador has really, really, it has helped me. Yeah. Even if at first I thought it was something ceremonial, but now I know that I need to work and work and work and work. I need to keep digging. I need to keep solving more problems. And together, the world will become a better place. Oh, that's wonderful. And can you tell our listeners kind of like what you're up to? So you started Royal Gem Initiative. What is that? And what are you doing with period poverty? Okay, so um, Royal Gem Initiative is a non-governmental organization and it's centered on SDG Sustainable Development Goal 3, Good Health and Wellbeing, and 4, Good Education, especially amongst adolescents. Yeah, so but recently, our focus has been more on the girl child in the area of menstrual health and education. Now, um, most times, or I will not wait, want to wait for you to ask me how or what inspired whatever it is I do, but yeah. um, growing up as a very young girl, I used to have a regular uh, menstrual cycle. And um, the only thing I had in my head back then was, once you don't see your period, you're pregnant. 
So for huh. every month I don't get to see my period, <gasps> I would cry and cry and cry and feel like I am pregnant. Even if I knew I didn't do anything, I wasn't having sex, I wasn't, but I would keep crying. Then sometimes I would even be asking myself, when did I become the new Mary? Because I knew it was only Mary in the Bible that got pregnant without sexual intercourse. So then the next month I see the period again and I'm like, God, thank you for answering my prayers. I'm really grateful. And then the next month again, I don't see it again. And I'm like am I pregnant again then at some point I started living in depression like I wasn't understanding what was wrong with me I felt I was different from other girls I felt at some point I felt I was possessed like and I know that you need to menstruate to become a mother so so many things kept running through my mind I was scared to talk to my mom not like my mom is not approachable, but I know my mom to be this person. She's going to sit me down and give me five hours lecture. I wasn't ready for that. So I was always scared. Like I didn't want to disappoint my mom. She was doing a whole lot for me, education wise, um, survival, family. So adding this to the list of the things that will, so she'll be like, are you now pregnant? So I lived with that for years. So I went to high school, that's university here. And um, sorry, I went to the university. And when I got to university, I studied a health related course because I felt in school, they were going to discuss menstruation extensively. But getting to school as a physiotherapist, we didn't even have to do anything menstruation. So I became more confused and frustrated then I wasn't seeing my period regularly and I wasn't even allowing boys to touch me so if back then in, in my class when boys touch me I would always fret out like don't get me pregnant I'm, I'm still trying to struggle with whatever is wrong don't don't act to what is wrong with me and mm -hmm. then I, I went into a relationship at some point with this medical guy thinking he was going to solve my problem and give me but I discovered that it only became a very abusive relationship mm -hmm. because it started taking um, advantage of the fact that I had little knowledge about these things. At some point, is I complained about my weight, I was overweight, and I was just weighing just 54 kg then. So I started struggling with depression, started struggling with low self-esteem. I started having anorexia. I started stabbing oh. myself intentionally because I wanted to lose weight so that I would be the perfect girlfriend for him. So my academics was becoming really, really bad. I was struggling in class. My grades were dropping. Then it was one day I just um, said to myself, you can't keep suffering this way. And you can't be the only girl going through this. You need to open up. You need to speak up. And that day I got home and I spoke to my mom. And discovered that the only thing that I needed was so they ran some tests on me. The doctor said, it is totally fine. I am normal. A regular menstrual cycle is normal for people of my age. And I started crying that. So I had to, and I started crying that. So I had to go through all of that for this little information that if I'd gotten would have saved me all of that stress. And so I just felt that I can't be the only one going through this because we're in the part of the world, Africa, where women, women keep quiet. Um, about anything that has to do with their sexual and reproductive health. The old taboos, there are a lot of taboos, there are a lot of things flying around and women are always scared to talk. And most times you just see women dying prematurely from things that if they had spoken up about, they would have, they would have, would have saved them a whole lot. So I felt that I, there will be girls out there that are going through this as well. So I decided to start the old advocacy for girls, for um, teenagers, for adolescents. See, come out here. You need to talk. I know that there are a whole lot of things going on in your mind. I know you have a lot going on inside you, but you can't talk because you're scared. Don't worry, I'm here. You can talk to me. I've been there. 
I have medals for these. I have awards for these. I have this. So just that. So most times when I talk to girls and I'm smiling, I'm like, don't worry, I've been there. They're like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, give it to me. Then when they're talking about something and you're also flowing, you're telling them the next thing they will experience. They're like, wow. So you've been there. You understand better. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say like, thank you so much for telling that story. That's incredible. I'm so sorry you had to go through all of that and your anorexia. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but it's amazing that you're able to give uh-huh. women and girls the knowledge about menstrual cycles because they really need that. Um, and yeah, like you said, it could have like saved you so much trouble. Um, so we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And so you kind of touched on this um, about how women see the menstrual cycle in Africa. Can you talk a little bit more about that and specifically Nigeria, how women talk yeah. about their bodies? Truth be told, um, people's um, um, willingness to menstruation, reproductive health issues, sexual health issues, body, anatomy, especially in Nigeria is very poor. Like they see those things as things that should be discussed in private. And when I even mean private, I don't mean private even in the four walls of your house. I mean private, like they feel you should just discuss it with your pillow. Like it should just be between you and God. Like don't talk to anybody. Like it is sacred. Like you don't need to speak about those things. It is really, really so. Like there are so many taboos and rules and laws surrounding it that, that most times people, young girls are even scared to tell you they are menstruating. So imagine you asking um, a group of girls, please, how many people are menstruating here? Are you at the menstruators here? You know this person is menstruating, but they can't even talk because they are ashamed of being menstruators. They can't talk because they are scared that people will look at them like, oh, you, you're menstruating, you, really? Are you, are you fine? You're, you're not, you're dirty. Like, so there's this um, attachment to being um, on pure, like not like so many things attached to it especially in this part of the world so people do not talk about it a lot even when you want to help them and you bring up this discussion you see most parents even taking their children away from the discussion they feel you want to corrupt the children they feel so they just and you know the funny thing especially when it has to even do with anything that has to do with sexual education you see parents teachers telling you please is enough don't talk about it again but the next day you see girls with teenage pregnancy then you wonder how did they get pregnant 
And you wonder, was this not the person that the mom said, no, don't talk to her about sex. She's still young. And the next thing you see happen, and then I'm wondering, how did she get pregnant? Like, really, what happened? Because we all know pregnancy is not, um, is not um, transferable or communicable. You, something had to happen before you got pregnant. So then you want that. So then most times these girls don't even have enough knowledge. So they have this knowledge that if a boy touches them, they get pregnant. Then over time, boys keep touching and touching and touching and touching and no pregnancy. Then the boys start taking them for granted. In short, funny enough, we had an outreach some days ago and a girl came out to talk about Instagram. And she was like, um, someone told her that the solution to menstrual cramp was regular sex, frequent sex. And um, she was like, amazingly, it worked. And I was like, it worked? How did you know it worked? And she said, because um, for some days or for some months now, she discovered that that period is not coming. We had to run a test on her to discover, to find out that she was pregnant. She didn't even know she was pregnant. Wow. So to her, she felt that the regular sex was the solution to the menstrual cramps she was having, not even knowing that. So the lack of information she had kept her into all of that. Mm. So that poor wrong information she had. So if she had gotten a very good information, she had gotten the right information proud to that, she will know that sex has nothing to do with menstrual cramps. She will know that there are other ways to deal with these things, but you know the fact that they don't get to speak up, even when they want to talk to their parents or their moms about these things, they shy away from it and they run away, they don't talk to them. So they go outside, they ask opposite sex, and those ones want to take advantage of them and they give them wrong information just to suit whatever it is they want to do. Wow. So, Oh, that's um, knowledge about sexual education here. I would say it's kind of poor, really poor. And that's why we keep advocating that. Wow. That's why we keep going out of our way to talk to girls and women. Recently, we saw that we can't do these things for girls without their mom. How much information do the mothers even have? The mothers don't even have a whole lot of information. So, what you don't want to give? You can't give from an empty bottle. You can't pour from something that's empty. So, if you don't have anything, what do you want to give your children? So, your children come to you that a mom, this and this and this, and you're looking, um, 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 I think um, it's not for this age, just wait. And you know, the thing about it is this generation is really different from the generation's previous ones. These mm -hmm. ones are really learning very fast. The internet, they are, they are, the internet is really accessible to them. So they open or they check the internet and they see this wrong information and they pick everything hook, line and sinker. They don't process it. So oh. I would say for now, knowledge and response about sexual health, body anatomy, menstruation in this part of the world is still kind of poor. It's still kind of poor. Yes, people now know more about it, but they don't even have right knowledge, the right information about it. So but we, we're doing our part. Wow. We keep walking. That's amazing. I didn't know any of that. And just like how inaccessible <laughs> knowledge about menstruation is. Um, it's amazing what you're able to do then. So what are you doing exactly with Royal Gym Initiative? Are you going into schools? Are you talking to mothers, like you said? Um, what are you guys up to to get that knowledge out there? Okay. So at first, we actually thought the problem was only period poverty. We actually thought the only period of poverty. So we went, we started going from schools to schools, rural communities to distribute sanitary pads free sanitary supplies, sanitary pads, um, underwears, and soaps for girls um, in undeserved communities and schools. We started with that. Yeah. But over time, we discovered that we're just distributing. These girls are able to have the basic knowledge about what we are distributing. So they just see it as 
just sanitary pads. There's no even hygiene on it. So because we've given them sanitary pads and they cannot afford to buy it, they decide to make sanitary pad that should last for a month. They keep mising it so it can last them for as long as three months. Then wow. over time, you start to hear about um, so many um, infections and blah, 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 blah. So we had to sit them down again and start the hygiene part of it, the hygiene practice. So if we're giving you sanitary pad for a month, please try and make sure you're using it for a month. If you need more, reach out to us, we'll get to you. Then mm -hmm. over time, we discovered that <laughs> it became more than even menstrual hygiene practice. We discovered that there was even the part of sex education, there was the part of self-esteem. So most of them have lost their self-esteem in the process of not having the right sanitary products or materials to use. So imagine someone using probably cotton wool, foam, cloth material, or rag coming to school and is always getting stained regularly. So she's already ashamed of herself. Friends are already abusing her from a family. They can't even afford to give you this. So she can't even stand up. So over time, it started affecting them academically. Most times they don't come to school when they're on their periods. Even when they come to school, they don't, they don't function well in school because while they are in class, they are thinking of how to get the next menstrual supply for the next month. They're thinking of how to go to the toilets to change what they feel is already stained. So they can't even, so over time, um, low self-esteem builds in. Then over time again, we discover that they don't even have adequate knowledge about their body. So imagine a girl, the only thing she knows about her body is just the breast and the bum bum. She doesn't even know that there's an ovary, there's a fallopian tube. She doesn't even know that there's a uterus. She doesn't even know the difference between the vagina and the vulva. She doesn't even know anything. So we discovered that it was way beyond period poverty. There was a part of the body anatomy. There was part of self-esteem. There was part of self-confidence. There was part of so many, like so many issues. Even so many of them have been sexually harassed because of these things. When they have to go and meet, uncles or the opposite sex for money and those ones take advantage of them or someone telling or a man advising a girl that you better get pregnant pregnancy will save you the stress of menstruation and she sits down and think about that that's true nine months not knowing that pregnancy on its own is huge that's, that's a whole lot. So they, they start to become mothers at early ages. They're going through what they're not supposed to. And it becomes really frustrating. So real jam is way beyond um, period poverty. Like we started with period poverty, but over time we discovered that the problem kept getting bigger. We started having more problems before us. We have started having more problems. And we, started, we had to solve all of those problems. So the more problems we get before us, the more problems we solve, the more we go, the more problems we see, the more problems we solve. So we, but whatever it is that has to do with women's sexual health and reproductive health, we always try our best to solve it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you do have a lot to do. And like you said, with the Youth Alliance ambassador, it just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And yeah. something that we always ask on this podcast is, what is your definition of womanhood? Hmm. Okay. So me, I know that so many people have their own definition of womanhood, but for me, hmm, eh, being a woman is, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I've always, um, over time, I got to, I started saying this to myself um, and being a woman means, or means being unapologetic, like, and the only way you can do that is, or the only way I can do that is by sharing my ideas, by pushing boundaries, by finding my own voice. And I can prove that, yes, I know gender is also part of our identity, but gender should not restrict me 
to cultural background and boundaries, sorry, of how a woman is supposed to be. Yeah, in this part of the world or in Nigeria, there are definitions for how a woman should be, how a woman should live, how a woman should even sleep, how a woman should dress. There are whole, there's a whole lot. Like it can be really overwhelming being a woman in this part of the world. But over time, I've come to discover that I should not allow that limit me. I should not allow that define me. I should not allow that even make me voiceless. We are unique. Women are unique. And that is the beauty of being a woman. Yes, it comes with its own baggage. It comes with its own ups and downs. But being a woman is really unique. And having all of these thoughts at the back of my mind has really helped me live past the expectations that people expect of women. So really, I, I, I won't say because I want to live with the expectations that people have about being a woman. And I should be silenced. Now, if I didn't come up to do all of these things, or if I feel that because people believe now, like I explained something, we're in this part of the world where women see talking about these issues as mm -mm, it's not good to talk about it in public. So if I kept quiet, do you know the number of people that would have suffered? Do I know the number? Like over time, I think I've reached out to over 100,000 girls, over 100,000. Wow. So sometimes I see that and I think about, about all of this. So if I'd kept quiet, does that mean those 100,000 girls will have to suffer? Does that mean those 100,000 women or people, do you understand, would have to suffer? So I see being a woman as, yes, it can be overwhelming, overbearing, overtaxing, but I see being a woman as you being up unapologetic about whatever it is you decide to do. You need to open up, you need to speak up, you need to, you need to have a voice. And everybody has been designed to have a voice. So you look for your own voice and speak up, let it be heard shout if you need to shout you don't need to whisper you don't need anybody's permission to speak you need to speak up and let people know that yes you're a solution to problems that are on ground yeah oh my gosh that's amazing Demi. a hundred thousand women that's incredible that's incredible <laughs> wow yeah. yeah you do need to speak up and shout out a hundred thousand oh, women. You know, before, 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 I was usually scared that oh wow, what I want to really venture into? How would people feel? Like really, you? Like what do you want to talk about? What do you have to talk about? And funny enough, if you see me, I have this very small stature, so it's easy for people to push me back. Like you, what do you have to say? But I discovered that at first I was whispering. I was whispering and people at the back were not listening. They were not hearing it. And most of the people I needed to reach out to were those at the back. They were not getting the message. They were not getting the information. But the moment I started shouting, the moment I started screaming, yeah, those that needed it started getting it. They started talking. Girls started opening up. Whatever it is that was wrong with them, people started speaking up. I have this problem. I have this health challenge. I have this issue. I need help. Mm -hmm. Nobody is above help. We all need help at some point in our lives. Nobody's wow. an island. You need people's yeah. help to function. We all need people's cooperation. We need people around us to be stable. So I just thought about it. If you keep being um, voiceless, if you keep whispering, nobody will hear. And um, people that need your help will not get it. So, and since then I say something as women, scream, let them hear you. Shout! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, incredible. Um, yeah. And where do you see Royal Gym Initiative going in the future? Hmm. I see Royal Gym Initiative as a global organization mm -hmm. providing menstrual health solutions to young girls, to women in Africa, and 
internationally. I, 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 I see Royal Gem in a very big place. I see, I see Royal Gem really solving problems that has to do with sexual and reproductive health. In short, at some point, not even for women alone, even for men, because even men have issues, but because they, they've been built to be this um strong and emotionless people, oh, which is very false. They are more emotional, but because the society has has has, has built them or trained them to be to be strong and um, without emotions, but they have more issues. So I see Royal them as a global organization providing solutions to problems that has to do with reproductive and sexual health internationally. Like that's um, why I see Royal Gem. Amazing, Tammy. And how can people find out? How can our listeners find out more about your organization and you? Okay, so um, on we have uh, we're, we're on Instagram and our handle on Instagram is Real Gem Initiative. We're on Facebook. Our handle on Facebook is also Real Gem Initiative. We have issues with our Twitter accounts because of what okay. happened recently with Twitter. So we have issues with our Twitter. And then at the moment, we are working on our website where we intend to put more information, like a whole lot of information. So at the moment, that's what we're busy with right now. So we want to make it really interesting and and, and packed for our viewers and for people that have been supporting us because we really cannot um, deny the fact that we've gotten a whole lot of support from people. We've gotten massive support, massive feedback as in people have been really amazing. Sometimes you just wonder like, this just started with a little idea with a little way people turn up and turn up for us has been so amazing. So we're working on our website for people so they can have better knowledge about what we do. So for now, Everybody should just check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. Very soon, we'll bring out the website. Yay! <laughs> Incredible. And thank yeah. you so much for being on the podcast today, Dami. It was amazing to get to talk to you and hear like the incredible things that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I've been looking forward to this day. As in, I've been looking forward to this day to meeting you to seeing you to speaking with you i'm so happy oh yeah i'm so happy we could connect and thank you to your audience you're doing a very amazing job very very amazing then i know you work with some supplements you do some Mm -hmm. supplement for menstrual for pms you're doing really amazing i hope to get one soon very soon when I'm getting one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for listening to Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. If you like the podcast, please review us on iTunes. It really does help. And if you want to take advantage of our special offer to help your PMS turn from stressful to nonchalant, use the promo code WEEKLYWOMAN with no space in between the two words at jubilance.com. Again, the promo code is weekly woman. Thanks for listening and see you next time.